I have a good sex life, not afraid to say that. Um, I suppose I'm not the sort of person who says anything less than a good sex life. In this day and age, people are having sex younger and younger. There's more and more sex on TV, in music. Me and the guy making out on the rugby pitch. But I am basically kinky besties at this point. Some edge play includes blood, knives, needles, electro, fire, and consensual non-consent, all that sort of thing. Just one of those things like, I... I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of my sexuality. I'm not ashamed of the sex that I have. I enjoy it very much. I enjoy sex. Well, I mean, the way that I see sex and consent is quite simple. Don't get some until you get some. That's true. My life is a porn. I just don't film it. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the A-Slut Podcast. Of course, standing for advice, sex, love, understanding and trust as always. Uh, really good to be back in the swing of things. This was this episode was recorded um, a couple of weeks ago and it's with some... Well, one of the people has already been on uh, in a full episode in one of our online relationships episodes. Um, so do go back and check that out, um, but we do talk to Holly and Sam today, just about their sort of relationship and how they met and all the sort of stuff that they're into, so it's a really, really cool chat, really interesting, really fun, I adore these two people just in general anyway, um, so it was really, really cool to speak to them. Uh, the other exciting thing that's happening at the moment, team, is, um... My tour of the states starts in less than two weeks. As we as we listen to this, um, I am teaching an electro class in Albuquerque at the moment. But apart from that, I haven't really got too much uh, too much going on. So if you'd want to come on the pod, or you want to catch up, have a coffee, whatever. Uh, whatever you want to do, please do hit me up. Um, so the places I'm going, uh, just in case you didn't know it yet, uh, is LA, San Diego, Tucson, Arizona, El Paso, Texas, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, Oklahoma City, uh, Albuquerque, Salt Lake City, Spokane, Washington, Seattle, Washington, Portland, Oregon, 
down into San Francisco, then Vegas, and then I'm back to LA again. So if you live in any of those towns, any of those towns, and you have even had a tiny thought of, of meeting up, please do let me know, and um, and I'd love to meet you guys. The other thing that I'd really ask of you guys is, um, I'd really, really, really after some recommendations um, for some for some uh, swingers clubs and adult clubs and whatnot uh, in any of those cities. My lovely friends at Swinging Down Under have given me a couple to go visit, so I'm definitely going to be going to be looking at those. Um, but if you have any more recommendations along those lines, please, 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 please do let me know. Um, I'm trying to going to try and have as much fun as I can. Um, I'm also just sent away an email to the Pleasure Chest, and hopefully I might be able to do a class there as well. The Pleasure Chest in LA, of course. Um, yeah, so that's sort of everything that's happening in my world at the moment. I'm super pumped um, to to get this going. Uh, so so excited. But um, yeah. With, I've said I'm a lot in this. Uh, it's been a while since I've recorded, so I feel like I'm a little out of the loop at the moment. But without uh, without waiting any further, let's um, let's get to Holly and Sam. And don't forget, let's get a slutty. Oh, so you mean it's like China? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, double entendre there, geopolitical. Yep. Yeah. Let's let's swiftly move on from that before yep. I get banned in another country. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Twelve <laughs> countries is enough. I'm, yeah, I'm certain I'm banned in a couple of countries. I have no doubt about that one. Probably the Philippines. <laughs> yep. Um, you said probably the Philippines. Yeah. No. No, because here's the thing. I actually had an interview with somebody while they were in the film. Oh, wow. Okay. Nicely done. Yeah, it was really, really good. Let's try and do that now, shall we? <laughs> well, no, yeah. no, let's not. Let's not. No, let's not. Um, but we should probably go back uh, a little bit into the history of both you guys individually. Yep. What, why, Polly? What was your thought process and, and your adventure or however the fuck you want to put it? I um I think I've always been polyamorous. Um, I kind of sometimes attribute it to the um house where I used to um go to um before and after school care and where um a lot of the adults who lived there it was like a big ten bedroom place and there were family groups that lived there and um Just people who were ideal poly situation that yeah <laughs> yeah ten bedrooms, and ten bedrooms in one house. 
it was amazing. There was this huge kitchen. There was this great big kitchen table. And there was a coffee grinder attached to the table. And the kids in the morning, there'd be like four or five of us, would sit there grinding coffee, coffee beans for the adults. And the adults would come in, make the coffee. Slide you know, <laughs> oh, we were fighting over it. It was so exciting. Indoctrination slave labor. But it was cool because the different adults interacted in different ways. They um, had platonic relationships with each other. They had, some people had romantic relationships. Um, and it was just, everyone just interacted with each other person in their, you know, normal way that they interacted um, in, in a child-friendly way as well. Um, no. Oh, my God. Keeps it going. Okay. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> this is ruined your childhood. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I think, like, that normalization um, – it it kind of it set me up for um for realizing that that was n- normal, but then at the same time, because I was so young when I saw that, I kind of uh, and, and our culture is so monogamous that I I went for almost decades um, thinking that my relationships had to be monogamous because that's what everyone expected, even though I felt like I was polyamorous um, and that I would. Um, develop feelings for multiple people um, and I just felt like my ability to love was broken um, so when someone said hey have you ever read the ethical slut and I started reading it um, I started crying when I was reading the introduction because I was like oh my god I'm not a freak there are people I mean but but you know I'm I'm not the only person who loves people like this um, and and it was just um, yeah it was incredibly life changing mm-hmm. um, to finally realise I am polyamorous I'm not broken yeah I'm kind of, kind of like the complete opposite like my early childhood and everything was like completely surrounded by supposedly happy mono people. Wasn't to my parents in a separation. That's a really good question there. Um, but then you had the whole platonic poly thing, where yeah, like, I, that's the thing. Like, I never really understood um, for a long time why everyone's like your spouse should be your best friend, and I'm like, but I've always had multiple best friends. This is really confusing for me. Hey, I don't want to marry either of them. Sorry, Phil. Sorry, Ed. It's just not going to work. And, you know, one of you's already actually married at Mono, so no judgment there. But, uh, well, I mean, not gay, so it probably makes it a bit easier to talk to you about things because you already understand that issue of uh, not being socially accepted. But that's like, that's a big thing is I've never really seen a lot of society's rules as logical or common sense. And so many marriages, when they end because you can't be friends with someone and because you're not allowed, like, there's a really great example of, you know, if you tell your husband he's not allowed to talk to other women, he's going to talk to other women mm. and it's going to go more from there because why, if you're going to break one social transgression that you've randomly imposed, why not keep going? Which is terrible logic. That does kind of turn out to be true. But I've just, yeah, I've always just seen the, and when I've seen the argument of why can't I not, like, why can't I be friends with girls and date a girl at the same time? Yeah. Or why can't I just be, yeah. Why does my relationship with one person have to define my relationship with someone else? Is a really hard logic break for me to get my head around. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, and I didn't care. And then 
this is work with the internet. So I came from the kind of the, almost the other way of you had this really great example in your childhood. And I didn't, but society pissed me off so much that I acted out against <laughs> it by loving as many people as I choose. Damn you, society. You won't take this from me. society. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, and, but people say to me, like, yeah, but how do you handle it sexually? I'm like, uh, I'll be honest here. Finding more than one person to have that, that's willing to have sex with you in more than one instance, <laughs> in the sense of that there's more than one person willing to have sex with you at different times, but in the same chronological month period. Like, you're doing well there in the first place, so hey, don't knock it. But, um, yeah, like, my whole point is... <laughs> I've always like, thought that as well. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm doing well, don't kick me when I'm down, guys, when, I'm, when I'm finally on a rise, guys. But, like, yeah, I don't see... It just didn't make sense to me why it shouldn't be that way. And then when Becky, yeah, thanks, Becky, it's also your fault. <laughs> when Becky comes out of the blue and it's like, it talks about being poly, and I'm sitting there like, wait, that's okay. That, that, that's an acceptable option. Screw society's acceptance. Like, other people think this way. Other people feel this mm. way. Holy shit, my life just, you know, hit explode. My life just became so much easier to comprehend in myself. I'm not broken. Yeah. Other people kind of have these feelings or this the social outlook as well it's just so freeing and i, I have hopelessly mono friends mm. god i love you guys to pieces but you're so hopelessly mono and that's great because it works for you but when they see it they're like oh my god that makes so much more sense for you and i'm like yeah that's all it is it's my own choice other people agree with me great other people don't agree with me doesn't mean anything to either of us except that you don't feel that way and that's okay but having that freedom to feel those ways and not hate yourself for it or expect mm -hmm. that you have to hate yourself for it is incredibly self-fulfilling. Mm. Absolutely. And you've stopped at the completely wrong time because I've still got half a Pringle in my mouth. <laughs> I'll be watching Simon <laughs> carefully for the time to ruin it. Wait, making right him talk his mouthful. Yeah. No, hey. Pringles are good, and, uh, and you guys did bring those in. So <laughs> well, we're, we're after two and a half hours, we're like, we should probably eat some poor guy. Yeah, that's and, all and, on and us. And I had Uber Eats just before. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, one of the biggest things that people talk about poly is scheduling issues. This isn't a poly issue, this is just a life issue, but it's scheduling is hard. You know, you what, basically triple booked yourself for this evening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, tri I triple booked eight people. So, I mean, like, a couple of them piked, and it's like, that's okay. I don't blame you. I do blame you so much. You know who you are. <laughs> so, um, it, uh, another part of this, which I found quite interesting about, about you guys, is that you're on the spectrum in some way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah. And so, with, <laughs> with that, um, does that create extra difficulties for you in the dating world or anything a lot anything in there? Is there something that you think is different that you have to do? I th I think it's helped the two of us connect with each other because mm -hmm. one of the ways is that I'm I'm not going to say that I'm very literal, but I'm very precise in my communications, and I really <laughs> no <that>. shit. <laughs> yes, I will correct you every time you make a typo, and I'll use it to my advantage. <laughs> Never play D&D &D with a grammar Nazi, I can tell you that right here and now. <laughs> no, some of us get killed by eggs. That was, <laughs> that was not my fault. I am trying to keep you sober and clean-ish. <laughs> Literally, I dumped a trough of water on it. It was required. Thanks, so, Actually, the people who are listening might realize we, we have a D&D &D game 
that we play monthly Dungeons mm-hmm. & Dragons, and I got killed in our last game, so... By, by from eating an egg and exploding. Yes. <laughs> with, al- with alcohol assisting the whole matter. <laughs> my, my character was most distraught that I lost my best murder friend in the world. <laughs> but, uh, and I just laughed for like a solid three minutes. It was really <laughs> yeah, It was actually really hard for you to roll for your giggling so hard. But, um, so, egg and uh, like, yeah, so one of the ways it comes out is when people say things, I tend to take them at their word. Mm-hmm. And don't tend to vary that assumption until I have evidence. Mm-hmm. A, a great way of uh, kind of segue this why this problem has been so, like someone says to me that they love me in seriousness. I tend to assume that's a default, and when I say I love them, that's a default. It takes a very large amount for that to change. Mm-hmm. And so when people break up with people that they've said they love, I find it really hard. I'm like, how did did you just fall out of love? Or did you not mean love in the same way I thought you did? Mm-hmm. Which is a really great way to handle poly is to accept that people mean love in different ways. Yeah. But uh, so it means I tend to be very precise and specific in my communication. And I tend to ask for clarification a hell of a lot. Yeah. Which can be a major pain for people that are like, wasn't it obvious? But I think for other people, having things defined really clearly, especially in the kink world, helps. See, I'm big on that as well. Yeah. That- that's a huge thing for me. Yep. Like, um, there was somebody who I was speaking with for a little while, and my, the way that I try and clarify things is that I'll repeat back and ask a question. So it'll be like, um, oh, I had this. Say I, say I don't know what beer is, and somebody yep. goes, I had this beer the other day. I'll, my question will be, beer? Yeah. Can you please clarify yeah. this in another manner? Yeah. Not is What is this? What is it? Or yeah. anything like that. It's just... And yeah, it, and please it, elaborate. And it annoyed them. And they said, yeah. you do this thing where you just repeat what I say. I'm like, but it has a question mark. I don't, like, it's, I've done yeah. this purely. And I thought quite obviously because I'm not entirely sure what you mean. Yeah. Please clarify. So, so like, whereas me, I'm like, do, do you mean, do you want me to list the type of beer I had? Is this a craft beer snobbery thing? Mm-hmm. But even in asking that question, I'll expect, oh, ask question. You can't have enthusiastic informed consent without information. <laughs> and I, I think that's the, that, so I usually go, I'm either going to be very precise with my language and make it very black and white, very clear, or I'm going to question it until I get that result, mm-hmm. which can be great for people that want to discuss things further and really delve into details, or it can be a major turnoff for people that are like, wasn't it obvious in the first place? It's like you can't explain humor without taking the fun out of a joke. Mm-hmm. You can't explain flirting without ruining the flirts. It is one of those weird social interactions that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'd, I'd argue that. Depending on, depending on how you, you just do it. sit there and go, I am flirting with you! Yeah, yeah sometimes yeah. it really helps for those of us on the spectrum just throw an anvil. Don't be subtle. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. I'm as subtle as a thrown anvil, so yeah, sometimes that can help. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, actually, um, being on the spectrum, I often feel like people um, misunderstand what I'm saying mm-hmm. um, because I mean that that is something I've experienced a lot, and um, and so I overthink things a lot, but also I explain things a lot, and so Sam doesn't need to ask for clarification. Because yeah. I'm going to give it anyway. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it saves time because, and also I think that base level of I don't judge you for not understanding what I said because I don't expect to be judged for asking for clarification or needing clarification. I think that underlying aspect of 
I'm going to allow for communication to be repeated until it's understood. And that, that, that allowance of, you know, I'm not, hey, you want to sleep together? And it's like, yes, I could really use someone to spoon with because I don't sleep well on my own. Or, hey, we're going to have physical intercourse. There's a very big difference between those two levels. And while most people understand what sleeping with someone would understand. Why not? Yeah, yeah, well, why not both as well? <laughs> because I overheat and I'm not good at spooning long term. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah. You need one of those fancy mattresses that have the arm holes. Oh my one? god, yes! Those things are a lifesaver. If only I can afford I one. Definitely need one of those. So there's this, there's this mattresses where you can, has little slits horizontally in it so that an arm can actually come up and around it. Without and falling asleep. Without, without <laughs> losing, you know. Having your arm being laid on for goodness knows how long. Yeah, it's not yeah. comfortable. My biggest anyway. issue, like, so if anyone's asked, I'm just going to shamelessly plug a, plug a product I could never afford. The bed jet that allows you to have two different temperatures in your bed, so one side can be cool and one side could be warm, mm. that person should have been, like, put into the Hall of Fame for inventors, like... Knighted. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's instant OBE right there, like, it, it, as soon as I can afford one, it's going to be a lifesaver. It also uses... <laughs> well, a no, a lifesaver is a sweet... Oh, yeah, that, that's ah. also true. And also, like, a thing that stops you from drowning, if you're lucky. But uh, I'm going to, first of all, caveat that by saying it does use electricity. It's basically similar to a heat pump. And I work for an electricity company. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> but, like, that, that's a really important... <laughs> yeah, I, I, think. I just switched electricity companies, and it's not to yours. <laughs> oh, it's in the heart. I'm not in sales. It's okay. <laughs> I am a retention packer. <laughs> but... Oh, so I, if I leave, I'll talk to you. <laughs> No, 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 you really I won't. Thought, I don't I talk. That out, didn't I? Yeah, I don't talk to customers for a really good reason. That it doesn't help retention. Um, but like, yeah, that's uh, probably because I drive them away by talking to them in the first place. But like, in a sense that you have to have that acceptance of two different <coughs> opinions can coexist. Yeah, and I think <coughs> as. Holly subtly chokes in the background to tell me to shut up. <laughs> there is not a cock in sight, by the way. She's not choking on that. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa. No, this, no, this is a common thing. It's kink, yeah. I have, no, I have very good friends in Australia, um, the by the by guys, um, who <laughs> literally there's there's a three-way conversation. There's Bradford, Angela, and the gentleman. And while they're all talking, you'll just occasionally hear this, this pop, and it's literally the gentleman's there coming out of Angela's mouth while they're in the middle of a discussion, and it's that's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, great. It's a, like, it sounds like a really good thing to discuss. That you can have a conversation. This is the thing that really pisses me off. You can have a conversation while giving a blowjob. Yes. Well, as long as you're allowed for pauses in between. But so many people are like, you shouldn't laugh during sex, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I got to be honest with you here. Nothing is more hilarious than having sex and being honest about it. I mean, like, when some people watch porn, they're like, yeah, it's really interesting. I'm like, you're not laughing at where their leg is? Like, how are you balancing? That's an art in its own gaze. Like, wow. And it's like, yeah, out of context, things are funny. And you have to be able to, if you can't laugh at yourself, which is something people on the spectrum are very good at buying closed balls. We're very good at being honest with ourselves that, oh my God, I can't think I said that. But, um, like, yeah, at being honest and laughing. If you can't take yourself with a sense of humor, you're never going to get far. And where a lot of times I feel communication breaks down, especially with people who are neurodivergent, and, you know, considerably different from the norm, is that they laugh at what they think is funny and people get offended. But you don't get offended when people laugh at what you don't think is funny. So, well, sometimes mm. you do because it's really hurtful. 
as that whole breakdown of communication back down to I'm sorry was that meant to be a joke because I'm okay laughing with it if it was meant to be a joke if it, if it wasn't meant to be a joke I'm willing to be offended like yeah um yeah I just realised we were completely <laughs> rapping on the other conversation I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm really sorry so, so it, it does actually kind of seem that you guys fit together quite well because one likes to make sure that they're being understood and one likes to understand so it's sort of a, a nice way mesh yeah. together. I do think we really lucked out. <laughs> or at least I, I definitely lucked out. Found this amazing person who is willing to understand me and also willing to be understood. So, yeah. This is why we're always like, oh, I got some really bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's, yeah, really um, amazing, like, having a partner who is neurodivergent as well. And... Um, yeah, like, uh, so, okay, so I've got a, um, a fairly neurotypical partner. He, you know, he doesn't entirely identify as neurotypical, but he's pretty close to it. Um, compared to, compared to Sam. Um, but it kind of feels like I've got a bit of a, um, foot in both worlds in that I've got one partner who teaches me, uh, how to interact with people. And. And then I've got one partner who teaches me how to be okay with who I am. Um, and they both do a, an amazing job. Um, and that. Good job, buddy. Yeah. Well, well one, yeah. one gives me my empathy for other people and the other one gives my, me my empathy for myself. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, Protect. Really, really cool. I don't give empathy for other people. I'm sorry. I'm going to be honest here. I don't. But yeah, I think but that's because you're an asshole. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not only a sociopath. I'm a dick about it. <laughs> um, He's and actually really nice and really kind and really generous. But no, it's, a, it's really like, not. It's like a big secret. But like, <laughs> it's not a big secret. It's just you're lucky enough to be in the right scene to get the good parts. Like, and I'm not. I'm not going to lie about it. If I don't like you. I'm probably not going to care whether you live or die. In fact, I'm probably going to care if you die more than if you live. Sorry, but if I do like you, I'll fight the death to keep you around. Well, someone's death. Hopefully not mine. <laughs> the other person's. But, like, you know, and that's, I think, a really big thing there is the acceptance between us of, it's like, yeah, I'm going to accept you for who you are, right or wrong. Whether I like that acceptance is probably going to be an issue for some people. But I think that is really good for me as well, that you don't, judge me for being me and I don't judge you for being you and we'll both judge everyone else for being everyone else whereas <laughs> 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 your partner who is such a great guy is willing to say to both of us it's not okay to really pull back on that it's not okay to judge them for breathing and we're yeah. like oh okay <laughs> fucking mouth breathers <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've had that shared look of are we okay to say anything and then her partner's like no no really don't say it because we're both going to judge that parent in the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we both know exactly the situation. We were, we, were all, we were all there, and we all thought it. We were like, oh, we should really pull back on that. Yeah. Uh, and I think when it comes to, especially the kink world as well, that is kind of where polyamorousness shines as a social mechanism. Is that it's like, as I think you were going to say earlier, it's like, if you have more than one kink, and you have partners that might not necessarily have those exact same kinks or the matching kink in the case of say sadism and masochism it's really lucky to be able to go as a polyamorous person it's like I can get one kick 
kink solved with you and another kink satisfied with you. And that's okay. And neither one feels bad about it. And end up with a fucking harem of things for the amount of kinks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that, that, that is a situation you get. It's like, if you're really into being penetrated and your partner isn't okay with either strap-ons or penetrating you if they naturally have a penetrative aspect. Wow. Let's see, let's see how I can dance around the word cock. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I you have that. ten fingers. Wait, yeah, let's... Yeah. No, I'm sorry. There's not a finger. Two fists. Too much. Too much. Too much. But, uh, yeah. That is the thing that comes out like... Which, great which brings me to the best... The best safe word that I've ever heard in my life. Meatloaf. Because we'd do anything for their love. But he wouldn't do that. Yes. And that's a really important thing. It's like, when you have a hard limit, you have to say, like, I'm okay up to here. And then, no. No. It's too far. And I think... Just up to the knuckles. <laughs> what? What? This is going right back to. Is there something you'd like to. Yeah, you know, I think we're pretty covered. That's a hard limit. Yeah, yeah, okay, wow. And another thing is, like, you can talk about fisting, and then everyone looks at their hand and is like, really? No, 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 no. no not no, your no, hand, no. my hand. Oh, oh, that's the threshold. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Which actually brings us through to our next point, because I was going to move on to the king. Yeah, yeah. So I think we've, we've, done, we've done pretty well. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, you guys met on FetLife. Which means yeah. that you are kinky. Oh, yeah. It's kind of weird to find non-kinky people on there, but there are some. Maybe they're just into Nile kinks, like yeah. themselves. Weird. Yep, sure. But but there are there are some yeah, on there. Yeah, so yeah. Um, tell us about a few of the kinks that you guys have, some that you share, some that maybe you don't, and maybe a little bit of what they are as well, if they're not your usual impact sort of stuff. I'm <laughs> like, not your usual impact. I'm like, I really wouldn't consider impact usual. But, yeah, but, but, but because wait, it falls in my mind under another umbrella. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so most people, when they're thinking, I, I believe they think rope and being hit. Yeah, yeah. Some there's some um, yeah, cool. Impact was probably my first kink, and that was probably so when I was about 17 or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Impact's fun. Yeah. See, see I, I'm, yeah. I'm a real pain in the ass when I'm topping impact because I can hit the exact same square. Like, if I'm using a crop, for example, it has yeah, your accuracy. What, three inches by one inch yeah. is, is the actual hitting range. I can hit that exact same spot about 20 times in a row and have just says, just one square like that that's killing. Yeah. And then I'll move three inches around to the other side and they're like, oh, that feels nice again. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got some bad news to you. You're going to bruise like a mother. Yeah, I think, like, yeah, and like, as I said, she's really into impact. For me, it's not so much about impact. I'll be honest with you, I'm a sadist. Yeah, I'm a sadistic sociopath. Really concerning. <laughs> um, it's a good thing that safe words exist at times, otherwise I'd feel really uncomfortable because I'd be like, I don't know when I should stop. Like, it's currently, like, shading to purple. Is this a good time to stop? And by nope. purple, I mean purple. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're talking about being here, guys. We're talking about being here. I should keep going? Okay. Um, yeah. Safe words and gags. Really relevant conversation you should have at some point. Um, but yeah, it's like the thing. It's like. Hand signals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't really have an option in one of those points. Your hands were kind of cuffed. Um, and it's like. Yeah, but it's the thing. It's like. Uh, like it's beyond here. Holly's a masochist. I'm a sadist. 
kinks that are really complementary but not the same. And it's mm. like, that's really great. Like, as honestly as to me, I'm going to hurt you for fun. I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be brutally honest here. I can do it a lot worse to you, and I will on self-defense. <laughs> so, uh, how much do you like things being bitten off? Um, but, that, but on the other hand, it's like, they work pretty well together. Uh, I'd have to say, yeah, I'll be brutally honest here. I'm a sadist. It's a kink. I get off on hurting people. I really enjoy power exchange. I mean, I'm a verse switch depending on who I'm with. My darling Holly next to me is going to admit that when she tries switching on me, because we are both switches, it doesn't always work. And you understand, sometimes I dig my teeth in and go, nope, nope, I'm going to be dumb in here. Pretty much every time. Pretty much every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have really run with that one time. You really should have run with it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really glad you didn't because we weren't sure if we wanted to go that far so we could stop and talk about it and that's it uh, we, and we communicate a lot we don't just use like safe words and things yeah. like that like, I mean we use so we use traffic light yep um, so green for good orange for let's stop and check in and red for stop oh, which we haven't oh. had to use yet that's we were lucky see that's slightly different from that because I don't use green. I just use the other two. Well, yeah, it's very rare you need to check yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, no, no, I still check in, but yeah. I do it in a full. How are you feeling? How are yes. you doing? That's, yeah, that's my. I don't expect my sub to keep going green, 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 green. Oh god, no, no, no. But yeah, like, so um, we're, we're, and yellow for me is sort of slow down or let's take a break. Not, not let's talk about it because I'm already communicating yeah. while I'm playing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All the rest of it. So the yellow slow down. I need a wee bit of a break. And red, we're fucking cutting the scene right there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, we're not going, you know, I'm not going green, green, green. Um, <laughs> it's just it's, like, green, 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 um, or yes, it is. Or um, more. Just or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really important. Staying on target is different. Is difficult as well. It's like, so many people are like, how do you stay on target? You don't. You have to keep adjusting. It's like, yeah, unless you're Simon, then you can stay on target. As uh, we just yeah, said, you can stay on target <laughs> with the impact. It's like, it's like when you're holding a vibrator in the right place. That's that that weird. shit moves around. Oh uh, yeah, that fucking moves around. Yeah. Last square, I'm like a bitch. Holly, Holly <laughs> now <laughs> laughing into a shawl. Yeah, yeah, I could call it a shawl. But um, yeah, but uh, the question is, is she laughing at herself or is she laughing at me? Because I'll be honest, I squirm. Like it's a problem. Someone's <laughs> squirming. Yeah, if you're trying to hold something on target and you're squirming, it can be difficult. Uh, oh, see, so, no, my my yeah, partner yeah. squirming is the, is the fun. Yeah, yeah, clearly, clearly <laughs> you're having an impact. They're moving, like, clearly you're having an effect. Let's be honest. Mm. They're moving up the way, but uh, yeah, and I think that's a big thing is to go, not yeah, and as you say, you don't need green so much as are they enjoying themselves. If mm. they're not, in, and and that's the trust thing that a lot of. I'm sorry, I'm going to call you vanillas. Vanilla people <laughs> who are listening to this might not understand is. That trust is massive. You have to trust that not only the other person won't do something really bad, but as perhaps the doer, you have to trust that the doey man's conversation has got so many awkward levels in there. If you are being dominant and you are doing something to your submissive or to your partner, you have to trust that as the person who's being done to, they're going to come back and say, yay, or nay, mm-hmm. or motherfucker, get off me. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, we're eight months into, um, you know, what what is a power exchange in a state of yeah. um relationship. And and we're, there's definitely still things that we're both forming trust with the other person for. Yep. Um, I feel yeah. as though that never stops, though. No, it, yeah. and it shouldn't. It, it shouldn't. shouldn't. If you hit the stage where you know exactly what your partner is going to do and react to every time, you oh, need to consider other want... things. Yeah, you, and that's okay. It's like, it's like if I was going to spank you every day in the same way, in the same manner, with the same intensity, God, I'd get my ass dropped so quickly. <laughs> be honest I would yeah <laughs> Ooh, variety on, on, is amazing on, yeah on notice on notice variety is a spice <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the entirety of the Dune series is a pun um and, then, and, and the, the weird the weird part about that is that I do something that not a lot of other people do in the king scene um there's only about really four in, in our city. Is that a lecturer? Yes. Yeah. There's not many that do it in here, so there's a couple of people that people now look to to try yeah. that sort of play, and that's where my variety comes in, is that I have different people who yeah. want to go, hey, do you mind if I if I try that? And I'm, and I'm teaching a, car, a class in, in Albuquerque, in New Mexico. Are you? Um, next on month electro. on Electro. Because I used Subtle to... Subtle plug. If you're in Albuquerque next month... Exactly. And you want to get tased. <laughs> well, oh, not no, no, I'm not tased. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, can't, Ele- I can't actually remember the date. Yeah. I think it's the 20, 24th. 24th of August. Electro is actually so much fun. Oh, um, I used to have a play partner that I did a lot of Electro with. Um, and... It's not as painful as, oh god, I'm a masochist, so of course I'd say that. Yeah. So, um, you, don't, just you so haven't you... tried my tense machine. That costs over a thousand dollars to get into New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be honest, and at least let's be honest here, I'm gonna have to uh, make the not my king sleep. I am in no way okay with electro play, and part of it is, like, I'll be honest here, I work in the ele- electrical industry. I know exactly how close you are to dying at every mm-hmm. point. It's, it's literally less than point one of an amp. Um, so that's why I'll, I'll be honest here. I'm not okay with electric power. However, my partner is. It's just like, yeah, go be honest here. I'm not going to help you with that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask that you make sure you're always safe. Yeah. And then, hey, go nuts. Do what you like. And Like you say, it is one of those things, especially electric, that there's so much safety that needs to be known. Yeah. You need to know. I worked in, in an electrical retail yeah. store. Yeah. And that's where I learned about the amount of voltage and the amount of ampage that's going through and how it can affect the body. Yeah, yeah. Go nuts for the volts. Uniform yeah. amps. Yeah. Uh, you, you can have fucking 50,000 volts. If you've got no amps going through, it's not going to do jack shit. To a human. Yeah. No. Yeah, poor cow, however. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. hopefully you're not doing kink to a cow because, oh my God, there's so many issues with that one sentence. Uh, but yeah, that's exactly it. And so that's why I have to say, like, Holly's like, I run trial electro play. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be the one to do that. But go nuts with someone that we, yeah, you trust and that's going to be safe. Side eye at Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully if, you're going to be safe. Yeah, yeah. And that's, Well, if I'm teaching classes on it, I fucking hope I'm going to be safe. Yeah, so it sounds like. like you are. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's good. And, and as uh, for those of us who can't witness the glory that is our facial expressions right now. <laughs> yeah, that, and it was a really big thing. I had to say to Holly, look, I'm never going to be okay being in the room with that or being involved with that. But if you would like to do that and you are being safe, two thumbs, way up. Go nuts. Knock yourself out. Please don't. <laughs> oh, God, the issues have got <laughs> conscious of electroplay. Um, There's, um, actually, I've got to say, polyamory, um, one of the 
best aspects of it is the autonomy that you have mm-hmm. um, to make your own decisions about your own life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and also even it, just even just within this discussion, like we were talking about before, um, you've got different people that can do different things. Even if, say, for example, you guys are in a relationship, you're obviously married as well, and I'm not saying this this will happen, but it would be okay if Holly was like, hey, I want some electroplay, Simon, and you blah, 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 and go on from that point. And that's a really cool part of, of Polly and, and the King scene joining together, which yeah. is, is really, really quite cool. And it's part of the reason that Polly is so prevalent in the King scene here, I think, is that people just want to go, hey, but I want to go and play and do this with this person because yeah. I know that you're not into it. I have this incredibly specific itch that you, fair enough, don't want to scratch. Who out there has a specific back scratcher for this itch? Am I attracted to them? Or, and let's be real, there doesn't have to be a sexual attraction. attraction. It's just, do I trust this person? Are they willing to scratch this itch for me? Can we lay it out in conversation? I would like this and this and this, but not this. Are you willing to? And the person's like, finally, I get to try that out. Yep, sure. Sweet. Yeah. Do do all of the things to me now, please. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Do all of these things, but not these things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Cool. Cool. And I think again, we come back to that whole. It has to be informed consent. I would like this and this and this. Hell no, not this. But maybe this. Let's try it at the time. Not just informed consent as well, but um, enthusiastic. Enthusiastic consent. Yeah, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. EIC. If you don't have enthusiastic informed consent, you need to stop. <coughs> and. My God, that whole this is there's currently this great uh, set of photos going around of people going, "I need sex ed because." Yeah, I, I shared it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it was actually. Yeah. By the way, if you're not currently following Simon in the social media sense, uh, if you are currently following Simon, geez, it's cold out there. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, that's the thing you'll say. Uh, he's he's great for a whole set of both shit yarns, crazy banter, terrible memes, and. Really good uh, so sexual social education. And that's the thing. I was, it's like, I remember sex ed. God, that was super awkward. Mm. You got the distinct feeling a teacher was talking to you and you knew more about them than they did. But. <laughs> not you. Not, not you, year 10 sexual education teacher. I'm fully willing to admit you and you are a lot more about the female body than I did in both senses. Uh, but. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just thinking of my school and for the sixth form ball saying, why are you putting condoms into the envelopes of the tickets in? Nobody's going to need condoms. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, for safe sex, they are going to need those condoms. Oh, yeah. um, because otherwise, there's going to be a lot of people dropping out to have babies in, next in about year. nine months. Yeah. <laughs> My God, my school formal never gave out condoms. Should they have? Yes, they should have. That's one <laughs> scenario. And, but it's I, like, I, do, I do think as a society we're becoming more clued into that. If you don't talk about it, it's happening. still going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, the fact that you're talking about it helps it not happen as yeah. such. Well, not not young people having sex, yeah. but doing it in the correct way, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yes. Uh, I do feel like when so many parents like, I don't have to have, I don't know how to have the sex conversation. If you don't have the sex conversation, you're going to have the, well, you're pregnant conversation. Well, and here's a great idea. Every parent should just listen to me and this podcast. Yeah. And, and, they'll, be, <laughs> and they'll be sweet from that point. And, and like, for any of those out here right there who are parents, approaching that stage when you have to have that conversation, 
but you don't really want your kids having sex? Here's a pro tip. Talking about what you've done will guarantee they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is less okay than thinking about your parents having sex, so get it into their heads really early. <laughs> FYI though, if you don't want them to have a daddy kink, um, make sure you do it right. <laughs> Really, that's the thing. It's like uh, a really important part of kink and consent and consent is what are you not okay being called during sex? Have that conversation early and don't just say my ex's name or your ex's name. It's like because we use a lot of different names. Oh yes, I've, oh, used, yeah. I've used some fucking horrible ones. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was a lot of fun at that time for that specific reason. Yes, I would yeah, never yeah. call them that outside <clears throat> of that of that scenario. Oh, that's, yes, and so when you see some people saying outside of the scene, half it's outside of that scenario, and the other half is you do you set up a scene, mm-hmm. and it's just a really good way to say. Oh, okay. I'm not sure when Holly's going to cut me off here, but um, or I'm going to cut Holly off here. But it's like during a scene, I may be more okay, with, or you may be more okay with these things than outside the scene. Hmm. You have as to look up to things as long as it's negotiated beforehand. Yes, or as long as it's negotiated at a time when everyone's fully aware. Yes, yes. Subspace. If you're in the subspace, don't negotiate, no. or don't think you can negotiate, and never renegotiate <laughs> during a scene. No. Because the the amount of endorphins yeah. and neuroadrenalines that are coursing around your body in that situation yeah. means that you're not thinking straight, and yeah. you and you think you can take a lot. Your more judgment is compromised. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's arguably worse than drinking alcohol at times. Yeah. When it comes yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, it's, it's like is alcohol a fucking chihuahua then? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was going to be there. Yes. Yes. It's something I really think is really important, and not a lot of people discuss it. Don't negotiate mid scene. Yeah, yeah, hundred no, yeah. percent. Um, on that note, um, I've had you guys for almost an hour. We were meant to try and make this a short one. <laughs> <laughs> Edit out the child of it, maybe, please. Please talk. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but no, thank you so much, guys, for for coming in and having again what has been a really interesting and really fun uh, discussion around well, pretty much everything poly and everything kink, and and with yeah. well. Enough around those two things yeah. and what you guys um, do within that. So yeah, thank you, thank you very much once again. Yeah, thanks, Amy. Yeah. That did not Sorry. Stop. Sorry, I just totally overwrote you so.